Hey everybody, it's Dr. Dana Martin, your host on the Sith Dominion podcast, and welcome back, and welcome back Cam, and welcome back Zane. How have you guys been? Cam, how was your uh, last couple weeks while we were away? It's been great. I've been trying to 100% the Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. Finished Fallen Order on Friday, got the Platinum Trophy, now I'm starting Survivor. And reading the book that said in between them, so... Uh, why didn't I know this? I'm out of the loop. There's a book between about Cal and company searching out the other Jedi. Uh, it's just called Battle Scars. Oh, where's the thing? Got you. So it's been, it's all right. It's cool. Have you read it, Zane? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Zane, what have you been doing the last couple of weeks? Um, well, I joined another Overwatch team. Yeah. We went on to defeat. Was it this last week we went and we beat the number one team in that league in that division? They were undefeated. No, didn't even. No one got a map off of them, and we were able to beat them. It was three to two. In five. Dang. In five. Yeah, it yeah. was intense too, man. I'm <laughs> shouting at my TV on watching it on Twitch, just yelling, and then I'm like, "Holy crap!" I'm watching my son on TV. Like on the TV, like I'm an old person. He was on the news. <laughs> like, it was just real surreal moment. Um, not Proud super dad. Cool. Proud dad moment for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've got a bunch. And if, if you follow me on Facebook, some pop up from my history about when he was, you know, a young lad uh, and things that he would do to his sister. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm back. Uh, we were supposed to have a show last week. And after I, got off the boat we were on a cruise my wife and i for our 10th anniversary uh, it was wonderful we met some great people um but just like a petri dish uh so too a cruise <laughs> you gotta be careful so uh yeah i got a little sick whenever i got off the boat uh got a little case of the flu or something i managed you'll hear me cough but i'm good uh so we didn't have it last week but man what a what a great time um, and amazing! Like I said, Zane, getting to to check you out on this new squad, um, yeah. So there, uh, something huge happened. Um, so we kind of rewrote the script a little bit for the show tonight. Um, Dave Filoni, let's just let's just let's just let's just talk about it. I mean, Dave Filoni. So I'm assuming Zane. I know Cam and I. Have chatted a little bit about it already have you seen the news or know what's going on just read up on it <laughs> cam tell me your thoughts just when you saw that headline what what your initial kind of take was before reading into it i mean it was almost a take of like about time i feel like i mean i was talking to my buddies before i got on in discord i was like man i feel like it might be a little too late for some fans. Um, I'm interested to see what I know you had mentioned earlier. When we were talking like what all is he actually going to be able to do? Because he still has to answer to Kathleen Kennedy, who at the mm -hmm. time when Lucas sold it was the obvious heir apparent, I think at the time to take Lucasfilm and we can eventually get all into what she's done. But I think, I think it's good. Um, I think for him, he kind of has the same take. Uh, I mean, he learned under George and those type of things. And I think that 
he has a certain level of respect to the original six films stuff that he worked on with George in between the films. And um, I think overall just respecting what came before. And I feel like Mandalorian kind of did that season one. I don't force awakens kind of, it was kind of a re redo of new hope. And, um, but lately we haven't really got a lot of respect to what it came before. So I think Dave will, I think Dave will do a good job and I hope he does a great job, but I think he'll do a good job if he's given yeah. what he given the reins, so. given the reins. So, and, and I, that whole Freddie Prince jr. Losing his mind spiel. Uh, I know we've all seen it a million times. It's just hilarious, but he brings up a great point. Like I learned from Filoni who learned directly from George. And if if Filoni, he's not the guy that's going to take it like Abrams and rework it a little to his styling. He's going to keep it as true, I believe, and he has shown this, as true to the main vein as possible. Zane, what's your take? Um, It's very similar. Uh, mostly, of course, this was bound to happen. Filoni is, among Star Wars fans, one of the most respected people. And it's clearly shown through what he's dipped his toes in. I mean, most, mostly everything was really good. And I think it is, it, it gives us another chance. I know it says he'll be working pretty closely with Kathleen Kennedy now. So, I mean, she'll still have the final say, but I mean, that means that he's working now more towards uh, the inception of projects. So now it's not just, this is what the main idea is now Filoni take away. It's not going to be Filoni there being like, yes, this kind of makes sense, but this kind of a show really wouldn't fit within the grand scheme of Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it honestly, it makes sense that he's finally getting a promotion and it, it, it leads me to wanting more. It reminds me though of The Office, man. Look, because at the end of the day, Kathleen Kennedy is still in charge, and when you <laughs> when you, uh, if you if you check, if you follow Geek News now on Facebook, you would have seen that meme floating around. Uh, assistant to the regional manager, <laughs> because that's what it kind of feels like. Um, okay, well, we'll give you another title, uh, but what really does that do for you? And I think as all of the details kind of unfold from this, we'll we'll maybe see a little more of that. Um, but I'd like to, to kind of open it up to discuss some, some of the things that could potentially happen. Um, when we look at his, you know, if, if he's given the reins, do you feel there will be either a, a rework of sequels in some form or fashion or B a continuation afterwards? Because I, I believe the Ray project is shelved for the moment. Probably the smartest decision they could make, honestly. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't. And it, and I'm gonna preface this: it has nothing to do with Daisy Ridley. It has nothing oh, to do with, sense. yeah, She's with cool. the actress. I think she was probably the perfect pick from an actress perspective. But like, it's just I don't understand how, from a business perspective, you're gonna throw a Ray movie out there and expect it to make money mm-hmm. because of the current sequel kind of vibe that the fan base has for mm-hmm. good or worse 
And I also don't really know kind of what there is going to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who's like who's going to be the villain? And I don't think that they're going to allow Ray to receive the kind of character growth that I feel like her character should have gone through in the first three films. Because, I mean, if she was able to just do what she was able to do in the sequels, I mean, who was going to be able to kind of stop Ray? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be I think it'll be a rework. I think I would like to see a Ben Solo animated show, possibly <sighs> filling in his um, time as a Jedi. Because, I mean, I think I've said this before, I just... I think The Rise of Skywalker is the worst film of the sequels. I was just in... I think it's just an abomination of a project, quite frankly. And I didn't really like The Last Jedi because of Luke. I mean, I'm a Luke fanboy. But, and I've read up, I know it was kind of George's intention with his sequels for Luke to kind of go through the same character journey, whether I agree with even that or not. Um, I would like to see at least Luke's Jedi Order succeed in a way, because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm reading currently in Legends right now. So, um it would just be nice to see that, even if it's an animated project. And I told Josiah, who's in the chat earlier, like I would prefer Star Wars to go back to live action, seeing it in a movie theater, and any external project be just honestly animated on Disney Plus and kind of put it that way. Personally. Yeah, I could imagine a uh, like the clone, the first Clone Wars, uh, the mini series. Yeah, the very yeah. first Clone Wars mini series. Uh, that sort of animation of just. Whoa! Like I, I can see Ben. So he was a great swordsman. Like I, yeah, I whatever. I, I fanboyed over over him too many times. Maybe he's your guy. <laughs> Do what? Maybe he's your guy. Maybe he is <laughs> my. He's becoming my guy. So so I may have gotten a gift on my uh, uh, what you call it? It's a it's a big watch face thing, but I can't make it <laughs> because it's. I don't even know how to make it. But it's Kylo Ren's face, man. Like it's his mask on the front of this thing, and it's pretty sick. And I couldn't believe I actually wanted it. Um, Best sequels character by a mile, man. I and uh, to your point earlier about Ray, they they did not develop her. Like the fact that in that yes, Rise of Skywalker was terrible, but there are moments in that film that that I've referenced and and even done a series and TikToks about that. Uh, it was like it was about Ben Solo. It really wasn't about Ray, and that's a shame because she is a very talented actress, and they missed the mark. Um, Zing, what what do you what do you expect to see, or what would you like to see from Filoni, knowing what you know of uh, the Grand Wizard? Well, Honestly, or no, I don't think I can say that's not what I mean. He's <laughs> like the best guy, Dave yes. Filoni is. Yes. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> Honestly, I think before we can see anything <laughs> like uh, extending past the sequels, I think honestly, what would be amazing is if they use the what, the momentum they got from Ahsoka and made a full trilogy out of Heir to the Empire, where Thrawn is back. So picking up from Ahsoka and then doing another mm-hmm. trilogy. Either picking up, either picking up from Ahsoka, or in some way including the events of Ahsoka and that kind of stuff, to where you don't have to watch the series to know the movie. Mm. But I want to see something with Thrawn in it, 
or at least something that bridges the gap because there's there's I don't know exactly the time. There's like what like 30 years in between the pre uh, the OT and sequels. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of time for movies saying that what the original trilogy took only a few years. It was only a few like years. Five, I think. Four yeah, five. in total. Mm-hmm. So I think there's still a lot of content there to be worked with while they formulate a better plan. I think the sequels, with how touchy they are, I really don't think you should patchwork them. I think I believe that the sequels ended everything okay. It was like, okay, this is finally putting to rest what happened. I, it's the first time I've never been left with wanting more, like wanting to know what happened after from a series, uh, which is weird. But I honestly think if they really wanted to do more, it would be more reaching towards the past now. I think they've they've done the sequels and it worked out okay, but I think there's so much content that could be made just strictly talking past that wouldn't affect anything else in the future. So you could still have Skywalkers, right? You could still have Luke, like we do with Grogu, training Grogu, like making an appearance, mm-hmm. right? But but there was a lot that happened um, with Octo when he went went there. Like, could we have something on that um, as a series showing his, like, building... I, I, I'm with you, uh, Cam, with how they treated Luke. I, I w- did not like that at all. I, that wasn't the Luke I thought I was going to get in that age range of who Luke Skywalker was. And a lot of that, to my detriment, I read all the stuff before it was taken over, and that was some amazingly written stuff. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, that later in Darth Crate too, because that's Expanded Universe, and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm with you guys both, I think, in both of those projects. Those kind of projects would be uh, beneficial, not to just us fans, but it would fill some gaps I, uh, and be able to maybe retcon some things here and there that aren't quite uh, right with continuity. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's great. That's great. Yes, from amazing loot to <laughs> what? Why did he? Yeah, um, I'm assuming Cam, uh, that was a huge disappointment when he got on screen and he just toss the freaking lightsaber i mean doesn't even ask how she has it just no just no questions not just throws it off a cliff i was just like from that and then leia flying through space it's just leia poppins oh that that was oh that movie is just still better than rise of skywalker sadly but (laughs) just it's the sequels always felt like 10 11 12 you know, so kind of like Zane's point, like if they just don't do anything after it, like it's perfectly fine, mm-hmm. you know, because it always it just feels like there's so much time and so much gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And I honestly feel like if they do something with Thrawn, I wouldn't I would I mean, I'm game for it, but they have got to recast the original three. Just I mean, you already got one for sure and then donald glover would probably come back as lando i mean we we can't have these cgi monstrosities that like and the guys that played luke in book of boba fett like kind of look like him you Mm -hmm. know what i mean 
Just get case. Sebastian Stan already. I mean, oh, oh my. <laughs> if, if they if they want to get people back in seats, they he's would under contract with Disney. That's all I'm saying. Come on. I mean, they have got to they've got to do something. And I feel like Dave's honestly no. I mean, he respects the canon, but he has no problem retconning. I know at least book wise certain mm -hmm. things. So he, I mean, he's just gonna go in there and whatever. I think he said whatever's in the movies is can George always considered canon. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, but he's the best. He's the best we got. I mean, him or Favreau, I guess. But mm -hmm. I think good. I think Favreau's got so much bad blood with Disney with yeah. how he said they treat creators and creativity and just in general so i don't really think that they'd really kind of let him be in a big role honestly yeah no. yeah i feel like they got to get sam whitware in there somewhere as an advisor that dude's a wizard when it comes mm -hmm. to canon and i feel like it wouldn't hurt having him in some sort of advisory role they gotta get people in there that care yeah. you know what i mean that's the biggest thing and that's the big thing with hollywood in general like, I understand you got to make money, you got to do all this stuff, you got to get the stock price up, whatever. But you got to have people in there that care. Mm -hmm. And the sequels yeah. just felt like slaps in the face to the fans. And then Mando season one is like, this is what, yeah, this is, this is what Star Wars is, man. You know what I mean? And totally. We just, we got to get some people in there that care. And I feel like Dave, I mean, his entire purpose of staying there is to protect the legacy that George created. So. No, that's profound. That's exactly, I, I think, the sentiment with most fan, most fans when reading that was, oh, thank God. You know, yeah. it's, it's him and, and whoever else it could have been. I don't know, but thank God it's him. Um, and, and I do kind of go back to that bit uh, from Freddie Prinze again, where he says, uh, I learned from him, but he learned from straight from George's mouth. Um, I could, I, I remember being a kid watching um those documentary type things on the extras on the vcr tapes right oh, and yeah. <laughs> right at the end, you play them all the way through to the end and then you get to watch these bonus features and oh, yeah. um i remember on empire strikes back i was just listening to to him and what he was uh kind of going through with the story and and bringing and you know and this is the old wizard returns in his uh vision and, and leads him still you know and all these things the story to like just I, I was captivated just by listening to george talk about star wars um mm -hmm. so I, you know what were those meetings like right where feloni is like with a cup of coffee you know <laughs> it's like look tell me about star wars and then they go on for four hours and talk about star wars I just would well, love to be a fly on the wall. I mean, a big thing, I think, when they were developing, like, the Clone Wars was, like, George was like, Anakin has a Padawan. Mm -hmm. And Filoni's like, no, 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 he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Like, he doesn't have a Padawan. George is like, he has a Padawan. And Dave's like, okay, I guess I got to make a Padawan for Anakin, you know? And it's just like, uh, you don't, I don't get that anymore. I watched probably the Revenge of the Sith featurette with George commentary, probably a hundred times on mm -hmm. the DVD. It's just, I mean, it's his baby and he yeah. saw it, saw it through to the end. I mean, I think he still made the right decision. I mean, he can't fault him for wanting to spend time with his family and raise his daughter and just get it off, you know, Heck make yeah. your money, but it would have been billion. nice. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, three or four. I mean, it's, but it's unfortunate that, 
came after and kind of his treatment throughout all that with his screenplays they could have used. And So uh, two more things within the news world I want to want to talk about still within this. Do you feel uh, this is the first question? Do you feel that um, this move is out of desperation or do you feel this is a visionary move? Oh, this is complete desperation. 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 Go ahead. Whoever who started talking there. There you go, Zane. Oh, this is totally a desperation move. (laughs) I mean, as we've we've seen already. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yes, not taking not taking nothing away from Dave for sure. Okay, Okay. I want to establish that. Yeah, Filoni deserves this, but from Disney's standpoint, this is a desperate move because we have already seen that a lot of Star Wars projects, although are doing pretty well with the fans, it still isn't hitting with the main media market, and so I think having someone like Filoni which a lot of fans like will produce a lot more um, word of mouth, whatever, where a lot more people are going to be excited for this, which leads other people to wanting to watch it who haven't really watched Star Wars, stuff like that. That's my kind of thinking of what they're doing with this. Okay. My take is I feel like a lot of people, I mean, if Dave can't do it and they don't let, Dave do it, then probably nobody's going to be able to do it. I think that's kind of the sentiment, at least in how I feel and kind of the people I talk about it with. And I mean, I think Disney as a whole company's feeling the heat and they're just going to start throwing darts at a wall and just <laughs> hope something just sticks. And because, I mean, I couldn't imagine paying $4 billion for something and handling it as terrible as they have handled it. I mean, it's almost is, as if the mouse was trying to kill it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. The Disney CEO, the guy that came back who nobody Bob likes, Iger. Bob Iger, rents out a whole theme park and it's just, just selling George. <laughs> like, just give it to me. We're going to mm-hmm. use your projects. Give it to me. And then right as, I mean... It was a pure business move. I mean, people that have done business in the business world, I mean, it's kind of scummy, but that's just kind of the way business is handled. But they're feeling the heat all all around. And, I mean, their pockets are hurting, and they're going to do whatever they can to get Star Wars back on the map. Because I remember when that trailer for Force Awakens came out, and I was like, I thought I could jump to the moon. I was like, <laughs> this is the... Star Wars is back, baby. And, More content. And I left Force Awakens, and I was like, I don't know where they're going to go with this, but I'm <laughs> super excited. And The Last <laughs> Jedi and the opening crawl of The Rise of Skywalker was just... Uh, it was painful. painful. It was just... <laughs> only only, only saw them once. I have not rewatched either of them since I saw them in theaters. Interesting. That is... That is some dedication to a feeling right there. I, I just I, <laughs> I rewatched Clone Clone Wars, Rebels with Josiah and my wife, and and rewatched all the main films, Rogue One, Solo, mm. everything. And I'm like, I didn't want to touch Force Awakens. I'm like, I, I just can't have that hope because I know what comes after, and I just don't want to be disappointed again. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Um, I think uh, the last the last question piece here. What what might be your biggest fear um, with this move? And and I'll start because I'm scared to death. They're going to make him uh, more of a managerial. Uh, his title insinuates, you know, he's controlling creativity, but more managerial than creativity. That's my fear. He's not going to be allowed to uh, create in the way he has been. Zane, do you have any fears with this move too? My fear is that they're just moving him up to make him more of a figurehead. Like you were so saying. That once, so that once anything happens, it's like, it's Filoni's fault. Y'all wanted him. Oh, yeah, he's when, the fall guy for sure. Yeah. Yep. That's my fear. I guess I don't want him to be the fall guy. Yeah. They're just they're they're gonna have to they they gotta get us back in theaters. I mean mm-hmm. don't be don't give us the don't give us the the Obi Wan budget and all that. I mean because especially when you have people that are like people wanna be a part of Star Wars. Every mid to high tier actor or actress if you ask them would want to be in a Star Wars project. Absolutely. And, just gotta they just gotta give us something good i think tony gilroy the guy that did andor mm-hmm. i mean Andor was all right i mean it was it was okay i kind of want to rewatch it again to kind of give i feel like i was in a bad place with my star wars fandom at the time that i didn't really want to give it a chance because obi-wan kind of just mm. had had its moments but as a whole just they can't lie and say Dave was had any input on that project because the whole Leia sequence just makes a new hope. Like, anyways, yeah. but I feel like they can just they got to get us back in theaters. They got to give us because one thing about the sequels, they're beautiful. The Last Jedi is probably the most beautiful out of the three, and they just they got to get us back in the seats. And but I feel like Dave's just going to be the fall guy when they when Kathleen does what she what wants. Kathleen so. does. Yeah, <laughs> Kathleen does what Kathleen wants. So, yep. Yeah, I, I, uh, I thank you guys for your uh, your thoughts on this. I mean, this is a big deal in the the world of. It's not as big as when it sold, but it's pretty damn big. And uh, thanks for chatting about it for a little bit. Um, we'll continue to talk as this stuff develops. Um, oh yeah, week over week. Um, yep. What Kathy wants, Kathy gets. Yeah, this stops with her. (laughs) Double choco moco latte. All right. Um. So let's uh, move on over to. I gotta do one of these. uh, I missed one earlier. Transition. Where's my transitions? What is this one? Corabon deep deep dive deep dive. Oh, Oh, it's (laughs) transition. That's the outro. Hold up. We're back again. What? What? I swear. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It's not here. I don't the know. Dark where side deep dive with Doctor Dana. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, no. that one. That one's not there. 
<laughs> never a dull moment. <laughs> All right, so we're not gonna transition that, but I will change the text because if I don't do that, oh my gosh, it's not working either. Here we go. Y'all see that? Whoop. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Clean. <laughs> text support. Yay. Uh, oh, it was worth a shot, Josiah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a little rusty. Uh, after being off for a couple of weeks. So. Uh, yeah, been out um, of the game for a minute. Let's let's move into the deep dive for a little bit. Um, so, one of my favorite uh, characters in the expanded universe is Darth Krayt. Um, he has touched the Clone Wars. He has touched... Um, on the other side with the Zhang Vong war. Uh, he has been around a long time. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about stasis and things to keep him alive later. But um, yeah, started out as a Jedi ended as one of the most profound Sith Lords. Um, and what made him profound was the change from the rule of two to the one Sith brotherhood. Um, if you know about why this is, uh, why this is important and we've talked a little bit about Bane in the past and why, uh, the rule of two had to exist essentially for Anakin to be created, um, for the balance piece, uh, it helped, uh, it helped control those urges of just chaos that happens over and over again within the Sith orgs and, I think pulling out of the rule of two showed the amount of force the Sith Empire could be. Um, so, all that being said, let's let's start with his humble beginnings. Just just a humble sand people person being trained by his dad. What? What? Aww. Yeah. So uh, his dad was was a Jedi. Was uh, one of the Sand people. Lived with the Sand people. He also uh, trained up his. Wait, what? Father? Oh yeah, that's a whole another thing. Yeah, he had. Jedi kid. can have attachments. No, I, I, no. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, unless your mace would do. You can that, just make unless your rules. mace had a harem. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about starting off um, from from being in in the Sand People. Uh, what I mean, I, I believe that's going to be significant in anyone's life if you're raised in that manner, right? Um, much like uh, Mandalorians, you you aren't to remove your your headdress. Um, I mean, what are some things about the Sand People that you think? can carry over into strengthening uh, and and creating the Jedi to be Sith. Darth Great. I mean, the Sand people had what? The gaffy stick, right? Why why was the gaffy stick important? Why why was it that they kept their faces hidden? And oh, did we even know they were human underneath? I think a lot of us growing up never even knew that. Oh, they were creatures, just weird, just dirty creatures. <laughs> yeah. creatures. Um, 
And and when Anakin killed them, uh, I think that was a, a humanization of them when he said, I killed the women and children. I, I had never even considered the fact that there were potentially women and children sand people. So why am I prefacing that piece? Because we know that Anakin killed all those sand people. Um, we know that uh, Het, sorry, Het, the Jedi, who became oh, Darth Krayt, um, lived amongst the Sand People and was one of them. And there is a moment where the two, Anakin and Het, actually meet and talk about what happened. And Het keeps that a secret. So tell me about maybe something within that piece of the story that that might resonate with you where you're you're really close to someone you know something kind of icky or bad and, and you gotta maybe live with that secret um of someone else and uh i mean i can start i i had a friend growing up he, he's no longer alive or whatnot but um lived did something very terrible um, and told me about it, never told anyone else, you know, and, and I had to live with, with knowing this piece of information. Um, ultimately this individual killed themselves. Uh, and then I have to ask, well, is that, did I, what the, so that's kind of the example of what, uh, what I'm talking about, where you may know something or seen something and, and you've chosen to not say anything about it. Uh, you don't have to give me the example, but kind of talk through how that makes you feel. That's where I'm getting at with Het here. I think it doesn't really kind of set in until you realize, kind of like what you were saying with your friend, until you know the outcome. I think with Crate, it was kind of like when he finds out who Vader is and the Jedi fall and all those type of things. You know, he's like, I literally could have stopped it all if I had just told the council. You know what I mean? And it just told somebody to get him expelled from the order. And I would argue some things might still fall in some way as they, as they may, which it might make Palpatine easier to manipulate Anakin if he's expelled from the order. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think when you have those type of moments with friends, family or whatever, I mean, really didn't really set in until the outcome, I feel like, or something just traumatic almost happens to you yeah and that's got to be tough um you'd have to think that there was an absorbent amount of responsibility he felt because of that um we lost cam that's okay but zane uh mm -hmm. i'm i mean you're in college i'm sure you <laughs> you know what i'm getting at though yeah honestly it doesn't apply as much to create but it, it, it almost changes your view of that person entirely oh. to the point of if it's one person, but you're in a giant group of friends, let's say, you almost see the, the, the different, almost like it's a different personality. Mm. And you know their secrets. They know you know, but they act like they've never done no evil. Oh. And, but, but you know, you know what I mean? And I think it's that thought almost tears you up as well is that you know what they are and you can't say anything about it 
well, you could, but why? <laughs> <laughs> and you really don't, you really don't see it, obviously, though, until the outcome, whenever you really were, are like, I should have said something about this, just purely because it, um, I don't know. I think it's almost that tension. You don't want, most of these people are in some way, in some shape or form, have some sort of power over you. I don't know how to explain that well, mm -hmm. but in this case with Crit, he, um, or Het at the time, it was literally, he knew what Anakin did, but instead of choosing to, you know, give up his secret, he act, he fully was like, trust me, here's my secret. This is what I look like. I'm human on the inside too. And because of that, it almost uh, gave Anakin more power over him. He knew Anakin, he knew what Anakin was capable of. And I think he might've been able to stop it, but I think just because he knew Anakin and what he was capable of, maybe even just for the order entirely, he had to weigh his options and say, I hate this. Mm -hmm. This is how it's going to have to be, though. And so, yeah. I mean, the time they're in, like, just the war, like, the Clone Wars going on, it's like, I mean, mm -hmm. it's no secret that Anakin is the chosen one in the view of everyone in the, in the Jedi Order. And so it's like, and I mean, and he's the one that ultimately ends the Clone Wars. And I agree with Zane, too. That's a big... Yeah, and I, I like that point you make too. Uh, when you're in a group of people and you look over and you know that dude's secret and they know that you know, but they act like you don't know or that they don't know that you know. Um, I, I Hypocritical is not the right word. Um, Two-faced, I don't know what the right word is for that, uh, but that is dirty and that is painful to, to, to hold. Um, I... I I know that it's painful that I have to hold whatever I got to hold on the rest of my life. Don't let it have power over me, blah, blah, blah. But just that thought. And if, you know, I, this wasn't in the Clone Wars. This wasn't uh, fighting alongside. This wasn't the 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 story of the Chosen One, the prophecy of the Chosen One. Um, so certainly not on that grand scale. So within that grand scale, I would have to think that Het at some point has to question everything if the chosen one really went off and slaughtered some folks and nobody knows about it, um, which it clearly uh, Anakin was destroyed over that one thing hurt him more than he would ever, I think, let on to know. He told Head about it. He told Padme about it. And he told uh, Palpatine about it. That's all that knew about it. But he still told three people. Why? Because it was killing him on the inside, man. So I think, likewise, I think it was a piece of the darkness that was already festering in Het. He lost his dad. Het lost his father to Aurora uh, Singh. Uh, the bounty hunter uh, killed him. So he's already got that piece of darkness. And now he, he's got this other darkness he's got to live with, knowing the secret of Anakin Skywalker and how he's freaking crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... He goes off, right, uh, fast forward. He goes off uh, to the uh, unknown regions and is uh, captured by the Yuzhong Bong. And the Yuzhong Bong do not, like, they are not force sensitive. 
they it's actually a void of, of the presence of the force if you read those books super crazy weird stuff um but he he became uh kind of a guinea pig of sorts they would uh, everything that they had the Yuzhongbang, uh was biological so it was technical but it was also biological so your armor was grown right it was uh plastia whatever no it was like grown bone type stuff so they were fusing things into him and torturing him which we all know torture leads to the dark side <laughs> um but using those things as his power so what i want to kind of focus on for this piece of course because dr dana those bits that were getting forced onto him from his environment changed him fundamentally his environment fundamentally changed him thinking about that how do you protect yourself from your environment fundamentally changing you your environment's going to move you in some form or fashion but to fundamentally change who you are how do we prevent that from happening i know that's way deep mega deep i can start so <laughs> um, i i don't know um, i don't i don't know what the answer is um that's why i'm asking i think we know those 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 things that are bigger um grander that will have a bigger impact on us um when those things happen things like death things like sickness things like cancer how do we deal with those in ways that they won't fundamentally change us for bad right <laughs> i mean you, we always gain perspective in, in in times of grief and death and, and whatnot so that's a good thing that can come from those things how do we protect ourselves from those things that are bigger how do we keep them from taking over? I know we were just having all that fun with uh, Dave. Yeah. Filoni. No, I um, mean, I'm, th I'm thinking of a take. I, yeah. I feel like I got a take, but I don't know if it ties yeah. in, but no, no right. I mean, or wrong. like, I mean, I feel like in terms of death, grief, and those type of, I think it's just about who you have around you in a way. And I mm. feel like when you're kind of in, when you're in galactic war, I mean, think about like our prisoners of war, you mm. know, Americans that are overseas and those type of things. And I mean, if you're stuck in this hell almost, the cycle of torture, physical, mental, I mean, just all those type of things. I mean, and you don't get an escape from it, right? Like, I mean, if a loved one passes, like, hey, you got to take it in. But eventually, I got to go back to work, or I got to go to something, or I got to go out with friends. I mean, something. I mean, eventually, life kind of goes on. But I feel like when you're in these, when you're in these type of environments where there is no life outside of that environment, there kind of is. I mean, it makes you feel more appreciative, right? Of your current situation mm -hmm. and the fact that you have ways to escape and kind of you have a form of privilege that a lot of people for better or worse don't get that option to you know and um i think that with the that was the 
thing and i mean i'm eventually going to get to those books and i can't wait to deep dive into them but like with what i've read about the yuzhong long i mean you just that like them not having the force wasn't what made them so lethal mm-hmm. right and for them to turn um jason solo and the i mean and darth crate and those type of things you know what i mean it was the i mean eventually i feel like everyone has their breaking point mm-hmm. and how how long it takes you to get there is different from everybody but when you don't get an escape from your environment it's kind of hard to not have your environment break you yeah see i'm gonna tag along to that environment thing and talk about what you surround yourself with um the biggest example i can find of it not working is with anakin skywalker he killed her his mom died in front of him right and he went through a lot of grief he massacred an entire village yes the worst part though was what happened right after his mom died he didn't go and meditate and just take his time at the jedi temple he didn't go off and just spend time in the wilderness he went to geonosis Mm. And was thrown into the middle of a was thrown into the beginning of a galactic war. Good so instead point. of having the time and the energy to separate himself from everything is going on to mostly deal with his more mental type of stress, he was thrown into this giant war and never had the true <laughs> yeah, he never truly got over it. And because of that, I think that really shows that when you don't separate yourself from whatever environment you are to work on yourself and to kind of work through those pains, you're not going to get, <laughs> you're not going to get better, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if you don't want, if you, if you are talking about not wanting to fundamentally change, I think staying yourself and, or, or staying with the consistent schedule you have been with or overflowing your schedule only leads to making your life worse when those fundamentally changing things will happen. In order to protect yourself, you really do, like he said, take a step away, get some space, and truly escape for a bit. Yeah. And Het didn't have that that chance either. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to to this this uh talking about with so had had that's the the armor and whatnot and these these bits grafted to him so um as a constant reminder and pain that he would receive as those things continued to grow through him um so we too right have the scars that remain um but are are they festering infections or are they just an old scar like this tattoo right it it hurt a little bit you know it was great um it's a memory and it it changed a little who i was but it didn't fundamentally change who i was um i think those things are what separate us from uh success in in our lives professionally too uh, but personally, that growth piece of constantly needing to go back 
and look, make a tweak, make a change so that we're, if we're fundamentally changing, we're doing it at our pace as we need to grow continually and not being forced into a situation like Anakin when he wasn't ready, like Het, um, Jason, um, the, the list goes on in the Star Wars universe, but it also goes on for us too. Um, so what do we do with those, right? Um, he, Darth Crate, used them, uh, became Darth Crate. He was uh, going for the old Crate Dragon uh, from his home planet of Tatooine. Uh, we also know there's a bit where he was, uh, before all of that, uh, was banished from Tatooine by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and that's a nice little piece of story, too. We don't have time for it tonight, but yeah. So uh, let's move to the one Sith Order. Um, er, you know, just because you have a lot more doesn't always necessarily mean that's better. Uh, but in the time, you know, he survived Order 66. He uh, went through all of that other stuff. He saw both sides. He walked the line for a while. So now he's like full on F it all. We're just, I'm Darth Crate. Like, <laughs> first of all, it's a badass name. Uh, so, as Darth Crate and changing the rule of two, why do you feel he needed to change or did he need to change the rule of two into the one Sith order? What y'all's take? Awesome. So, what? Uh, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna let Zane go, but I was gonna let you go. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I mean, people. All right, it's like class. It's like class all over it's again. Like class. <laughs> um, I mean, don't you feel like at a certain root of it all, maybe Crate felt like I want to. Eventually, he kind of feels like I want to create my own order, right? Create my own sort of Jedi order, and but in a different, different way. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, he just wants to destroy the new Jedi order. And obviously, he's fighting against Skywalkers, <laughs> and there's that component to it. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, it's just the one Sith Order is cool, and I feel like maybe with I, I don't know I just don't think there's ever an environment where I feel like Bane had it correct in a way. I just don't feel like mm -hmm. there's an environment where multiple Sith can survive as the Force grows and new people being strong in the Force and those type of things. So. Some of the deadliest uh, wars in the Star Wars universe were the Jedi Civil Wars, the uh, Mandalorian Wars with Jedi and, and Sith. Like, just every time there's a whole clump of these Force users, something bad happens and people die. Um, the One Sith Order, One Sith Brotherhood was really cool um, because... <laughs> I mean, then it's not just like, ooh, pick me. I want to be your apprentice. Or I stuck just being an inquisitor. No, you're full on, man. Full on. But with rank and title, you know, or what what have you. Um, I'd totally be down with that, too. 
um, our side gig uh, writing that I used to do role play. A shout out to the old Sith Dominion, which is where all this came from in my mind. Uh, used to be an RP, RP board. The new Sith Brotherhood is what they're called now, and you can go check them out. Uh, they have the RP stuff in forum format where you're continuing on stories. It's super fun. Uh, shout out to my boys. Um, but in that world, in that universe, um, I think about the was it Darth Malgus, right? Where he crashes into, was that Malgus? That crashed into Coruscant with all the Sith behind him and it all lights up. Oh my God. I, like, yes, uh, Vader struck terror into the heart. But that... That scene, I had never seen anything like that before in my life. And I was, if I wasn't already loving Dark Side, I was all in. <laughs> that was so cool. All them red lightsabers lighting up. So, man, uh, we're going to move on to the next little bit here. Um, I, I just released an article today. Shameless plug. Uh, about the Acolyte. Are you all familiar with the Acolyte? Sadly. Sadly. <laughs> Not looking forward to it. Well, I wanted to see... what We don't know a whole lot. I want um, it to be good. We know... Yeah, me too. Clearly by my article. I really am hoping this is good. I'm putting out the positive vibes and manifesting that. Hope, hopefully they'll listen. Uh... The Acolyte. So if you don't know, it is uh, set in the High Republic about 100 years before all the events of Phantom Menace. And uh, the main protagonist is a female, and she is a... They're not saying Sith Acolyte. I don't know if they will say Sith Acolyte, but that's what I always knew them as, is Sith Acolytes. Uh, but certainly a dark side wielder. Um, and we're not entirely sure what all is going to happen we just know it's going to be dark side and female focused um <laughs> which it seems to be a pattern um at disney which is a whole nother episode of what are you guys doing uh, <laughs> but uh what what i am looking forward to and now that we at least know the premise um more dark side i mean who didn't like reva i liked reva you didn't like reva uh, she was a little whiny, but I. <laughs> but outside of that, I didn't mind her too much. What was it, Cam, that you didn't like about Reva? Well, where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that it was it the fact that she knows the twins are out there, and she's. It just it her her story was cool. Like as it's as it's progressing, I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally know where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. I feel like the perfect end to Reva was when she's fighting Vader on whatever that planet is, and he's got the lightsaber, and she's on her knees, like just slice her head off, like he did with Dooku. And yep. It's such a cool drawback to the prequels and a good end to her story. I feel like I mean her story, she just felt just in there and they wanted they didn't really know what to really do with her mm -hmm. and again it has nothing to do with the actress it has nothing to do with those i just don't think that they just kind of 
threw her in there as like a here's a the third she's the third sister right yeah third sister and she has this ultimate goal to kill vader right because somehow she knows he's anakin but i don't they don't really ever really explain that unless i'm missing something and and it's just like she she just doesn't make any sense to me like she you feel like maybe she was shoehorned into the show absolutely yeah like like absolutely and the obi-wan film that they were gonna make i know she was a character in that and she had a better storyline within that Mm -hmm. and i just i mean she's just she was just another unfortunate actress and actor that's just shoehorned into a project and not really given a whole lot to work with and then people (laughs) take it and run with it and they just don't like her i just don't like how she survives like three lightsaber stabs uh, no and then <laughs> in, little... and the in confrontation with kenobi and it's just like personally ben kenobi from the prequels or the sequels i think i think would kill reva in that sense on tatooine personally after his confrontation with vader one i think he should have killed vader in the last fight which i could also talk about too but it's just like She's just out there, and she didn't receive any medical attention, and just lives on hate, and goes to Tatooine, and finds finds out Vader has a kid, and well, it's just whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just I don't I was never a fan of her character, and I felt bad for the actress for all she went through, but it still doesn't mean that she wasn't her character wasn't kind of just in there. So I love the second sister. If I was about to ask, so yeah. follow up to that second sister. You just played through. You said again, right? Mm-hmm. Or just played uh, through Jedi Survivor? I uh, played through Fallen Order. I'm Sorry, in Fallen Order. progress of uh, Survivor right now. So you're, you're digging, or you you like the second sister story arc? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I for the most part like all the Inquisitor mm-hmm. Inquisitor arc. I feel like Reeve as a character probably can be. All the Inquisitors can be good characters given. Mm-hmm good storylines i mean i just played through the first part of survivor and i feel like the ninth sisters spoilers if you haven't played the game (laughs) night sister's death in it when cal just like strikes her down and i'm just like whoa how did we get here you know what i'm saying i don't think cal would do that and Mm -hmm. you actually think he's about to let her live and just nope but I mean, you also just you also just spent an entire game killing everyone in your path, so I guess there's that too. This is true. I I think Reva given the opportunity. It's a shame that she's not. She wasn't given the opportunity to be a good character, and she's not going to get the mm. opportunity to be a good character, unless in a comic book or something. Sure. She might have done that, but I'm not too familiar. Give me some more. Give me some more in the comic. Zane. Um, Either or Reva or. Wait, what was the original thing on? Reva was the like your your thoughts having the the female. This is the first time that it'll be anchored. Like the whole series is anchored by a uh, dark side female protagonist. But we've okay. had them throughout the other series, like Reva and yeah, second so, sister. Can't remember her name. The thing that scares me on this is that they're going to be making this whole series of a dark side character, but humanizing her in a way that almost makes you feel for her, which is fine to some degrees. I just feel like when you're talking dark side, when you humanize these characters a lot more, you start making them seem less cool in certain ways. 
and more relatable, less complicated, less for you to reach for. I think uh, it's it scares me to have this. Um, I honestly, I, I wouldn't even care if it was a woman lead, but I mean, it just it depends on what they do with it. If they do, if they go more of a second sister route, which would be a lot better. I think second sister just felt more, you, you could feel a lot more the anger and she still felt like she could have been a protagonist, mm -hmm. but she, she still had that overarching, like I'm still the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what I really need to look for and really want. I think I had the same feeling for Boba Fett whenever that series came out, it really made him feel a lot more like a good guy than I wanted. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when Boba Fett was first there, it was like, who's this guy? The best bounty hunter in the galaxy? What? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm i really scared because if they go to a Reva sort of point of view, I, the entire Obi-Wan series, I felt bad for her almost. Yeah. I, I felt really like I was caring for her more than I should be caring for a dark side individual. And... As much as I love this being this is the dark side podcast, when you have characters like Reva, you they aren't as exciting to a viewer, per se. I think you look at Crate, uh, someone who has gone through all of this torment and stuff, but you you can find similarities and kind of latch on to his character. However, the things that happen to him are so to the extreme and so to the more. Uh, exciting sort of nature that makes his story stick into the minds of people who have read about him. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to the Acolyte, having it be just this dark side female character lead, it really scares me to see if they're going to make me feel bad about her. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. I just want to watch some dark side character just massacre people. And I think, <laughs> I think that's what I've been missing from Star Wars. The uh, complexity of the characters in like Revan, right? Mm -hmm. Huge. I love it. I love it. It it is very complex. It is very uh, Anakin, very complex. Ben, so very complex. I I'm fine with the complexity. <laughs> I'm fine with the complexity. What I'm not fine with is uh, a pattern, and like you said. You 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 have to have a an amount of fear, an amount of oh this guy like you you're not supposed to like Darth Vader. I mean, and you don't. And it wasn't until Return of the Jedi that I fell in love with Darth Vader, right? Whatever, you know what I mean. So so in the same vein, the Reva character did not make me fall in love with that with her. The second sister was a great story, great development. I loved it. Um, so I, I hear what you're saying, and, and I think that's what you're kind of getting at as well. And Cam, sorry, I think you were about to, to, to say something. Yeah, I I just I feel like from things that I've heard, like a celebration with people that are tied to the show, I just I don't think they understand the rules mm -hmm. right they don't understand star wars right i think that there's nothing wrong with female leads there's no i mean clearly george is going to do it so there was i mean there's and female leads i mean 
Kill Bill. I mean, there's been plenty of female leads in movies it, that Terry Fisher succeeded. as Princess Leia was yes. a lead. I mean, she yeah. freaking led the alliance. Like, you know, yes, sorry, yeah, I, and I mean, yeah, yeah, and and it we are as a fan base not against. I would hope to believe female leads and characters. We're against poorly written characters, whether they be male or female. That's why when you mentioned Ben Solo, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't feel the confliction personally. I hadn't read a comic or anything, so mm. I've only seen the movie once. But I mean, it's just they and these they go these actresses and these writers. Like, how do you have a guy writing the Kenobi show that has never seen Revenge of the Sith? Uh, yeah, let's you know, and, and they they just they put these people in these places and they don't understand the story. They're not passionate about the story. They want to tell their own story, but have Star have the Star Wars name on it, aka Last Jedi. You know, because I'm sure Ryan, I've heard Ryan Johnson's other films are fantastic. I will not see them. Will not pay any money to support a project he does. So, but it's just like they don't, they they don't understand rules that have been set mm-hmm. like you said like we're as a kid like in empire i look at my stepdad when vader's like i am your father and i'm like how is this man in a black suit talks like he's really scary this this guy's dad like how like how is that and then the pre and i'm watching the prequels as a kid and i'm like how is he how is this kid on tatooine getting turned to this guy and then attack of the clones i'm like see it uh, maybe and then like the last half last half of revenge of the sith and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs> you know but i mean you do feel bad for him right and like yeah. kind of, i mean you, there's nothing wrong with feeling bad for a dark sector it just has to make sense the tragedy of darth vader right darth Plagueis. The, uh, oh. the tragedy of anakin skywalker oh you mean what the whole main story is about somebody should remind lucasfilm of that yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm glad though that you make a good point. I think a good segue from here is um, with Filoni and what he's been able to do so far uh, with our hopes and dreams, keeping them alive. With what <laughs> hopefully he'll do moving forward. Oh, um, I think we have someone at least in place, figurehead that I think will appease the fan base for now. Um, but I really believe that a lot is hinging on that, and I do allude to that in my article as well there's there's a lot hinging on the acolyte there's a lot of cgi there's a lot of investment in that um the ray movie again i think it was put on hold i am not sure how to verify that um and read my article uh cam if you haven't uh i've read read it twice yeah the toxic fandom one and i love daisy ridley that's the problem right um bad writing and and yeah uh Finn, terribly written. Finn was he, so uh, much. It's just so like when I saw him, the scene with him and Poe in the uh, SF Tie Fighter, I was like, "This, this is amazing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Who are you, FM? We're gonna call you Finn. Let's go. Oh my God, we're gonna like it was exciting. It was the uh, the Millennium Falcon and Luke and the don't get cocky. It was all that, yeah. but not." It was all that, but not, and it was still fun, and it made me feel like I did when I was a kid. And the last bit here about the acolyte, 
it's not going to be apparently like it was when we were kids. Uh, PG 13 ish in that vein, like uh, the, the third in the, in the prequels. I just drew a blank. Your favorite one, Cam. Revenge of the Sith. Sorry. Right? Revenge of the Sith. What was the third one? Third of the prequels? Yeah, Revenge yeah, of the Sith. Right. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Revenge of the Sith gives you that uh that feeling, but also the darkness of it, the, the adult themes of it, uh puts it in a more uh late tween teen into adulthood category as opposed to the fuzzy bears running around that you could kick in Return of the Jedi. Um what are your thoughts? This is kind of our closing out on the acolyte being geared more towards that uh, demographic. And it's where in that time when you're dealing with the complexity of the Sith, there should be that. I rewatched um, I was watching some clips the other day. Like I always go watch just clips from Fringe of the Sith. All just all the all the films and I watched the one where Anakin's sitting in the in the uh, council chambers waiting for Mace to come back, right? Mm-hmm. And then Padme's sitting in their house or their apartment or whatever. And there's no words for like two and a half minutes, just dark, ominous music. And they can, you almost think like, holy crap, is Padme force sensitive? Like she's looking like at him, right? Mm-hmm. And And that's where everything turns. Like, I don't think it's when Palpatine tells Anakin or when he finally becomes Darth Vader. It's that moment. Because the whole series hinges on that moment. Yeah. Still, I'll watch the film and I'm like, please, please, just wait. Just wait. Please. <laughs> wait, please. You get to raise Luke and Leia to be the strongest force users of all time. Everybody, everybody lives happily ever after. But it's that. And I feel like that tone of Star Wars when you're dealing with the Sith and you can't tell us that and then we get I love Return of the Jedi, but we can't get Ewoks. We can't. I mean, there's just nothing. There's nothing happy about. There's nothing happy and go lovey about the Sith. There's no. nothing. Nothing. There's nothing. And no. hopefully they get that. And I want it to be good. I I know I hate on Lucasfilm and stuff sometimes, and especially more of this podcast than I probably ever have. But I, <laughs> I, I I want it, it to be. Dominion. I will. I want it to be good. More than anything else, because I think, and I love that people love the sequels, and I love that, and I love that that makes them love Star Wars, and that it, you know, kids are growing up and it's making them feel what I felt when I was a kid. But it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be good. Like this one has to, it's gotta be Game of Thrones ish level for app breaking Disney mm-hmm. Plus. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, with Filoni at the helm of create chief creative officer, or what have you, then <laughs> it'll be better. Uh, guys, thank you. This was super fun. Cat, we missed your input tonight for sure. Oh, we had yeah. to fill some time. There was some dead air that you absolutely would have jumped in on. Uh, but no, thank you guys so much. This is super fun. So, what do we got going on at, at Geek News now? Well, uh, still pumping out some articles. We also have. Uh, our show's MCU Mondays just passed. I, I don't remember what they're working on, but I just finished Loki, and it was insane. It was really good. I know they've been talking about that. Uh, there was uh, – oh, uh, tomorrow is Thursday. No, nothing tomorrow. Wednesday. 
what's Thursday? Solid Thanksgiving. Episodes. Oh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Josiah. Thanks, Seriously, Steffi. Thanks. Oh, I would agree. This this is one of one of the better. Well, I I can't say best because I don't think you've seen all the episodes, Josiah. You have to go back and watch first. But uh, definitely the first one, terrible. Don't watch that. <laughs> Not because of Zane, but because of me. Um, especially how I ended that episode. That was really terrible. Um, I don't end that way anymore. Uh, so we've got uh, Thursday. It, I don't think there will be a show. And if anyone's on from Geek News Now, please let me know. But I think Thursday's off. But Saturday, I think they'll be back with Geek Gauntlet. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, we have War of Stars, and then Monday, MCU Mondays, and then Tuesday, it's us again. Uh, next week, we will have a show. We're let's going to be talking this. about Darth Talon. Let's go. Oh, let's go. So, very interesting character. Lots of fan stuff, and I think because she's a Sith Twilight, and it's very cool. Um, Aren't Thursdays Cantina Happy Hour? Ah, yes, thank you. Cantina Happy Hour Thursdays. Look at this. You're, you're like an honorary member, Zane. You've been in 10 shows now. No, you've been in 11 shows. This is your 11th show, I think. Good on you, uh -huh. man. Uh, Cam, you're starting to rack up a few uh, loyalty points as well. So I love being well, here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, next week we'll be talking about Dark Talent. After that, I actually will be on hiatus again. I will hopefully have some time to do some TikToks that Tuesday night. Uh, do some TikToks. What the heck? I don't even. I'm cute kids. TikTok. Uh, I'll do a TikTok live that <laughs> night for a little while. Uh, like I did at the beach the night before when I was there that one week. So that was super fun. I'll do that again too. Uh, we talked a lot about sand and Anakin because we were at Sanakin. the beach. Sandkin. Like sand. <laughs> so awesome. Um, so yeah, check us out. Check out our partners. We have uh, links to all of that always. And hey. Thanks again, Cameron, and thanks again, Zane. Sure. Thank you. You guys take it easy. Remember, kids, peace is a lie. There's only passion. Good night.